We're yeah. no longer going to be able just to put a sign in the front yard and call and, and you know, wait for the house to have multiple offers on it by the next day. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm excited for. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, you know, you talk about being um, intuitive and staying ahead of it, right? Like, that's what, um, when that all happened, uh, Kurt was, and I, I, I hope Kurt's on, but, but the, he changed, he was doing mortgages too. And he he did a deal with builders where they were selling like new builds because at that time they, when they were building, everything was tanking, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, I gotta, they would do a stop building, you, you know, like what I did. And so he had this program where that, that he came up with this inventive idea of, how they were going to sell these new builds and just started selling them like crazy but he was still getting the he the builders were still making their money he was they the buyers were still able to get in yeah even in that even in that time where everything was tanking he was it was still operating that you know he was selling these new builds um, to, in a in a crashing market you want know I mean? to like in a market that was totally tanking he was still selling new builds. that's I, i'd love to hear about that thank you for bringing it up jimmy and, and johnny um what it was, remember guys, every time something shifts this drastically, there's this much of a play, there's a massive opportunity. hundred percent. Solve the person's problem. You'll make a lot of money. So the problem was the market crash and the banking institutions, right? So it's a whole different type of thing that's happening now, just so we're all clear. Not what's happening now. It's not the same thing. Not right. even close. But what had happened was the value of the houses, people, the, the amount of mortgage money that they had in the house, they owed more on the house than it was worth. So you couldn't sell the house without having to actually pay the bank twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to get out of the house. So you can't sell a house, use your money to go buy a new house when you have to actually come up with an extra twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to get out of the house. So that's why people were stuck. So the program and what Jimmy's talking about, what we did was we said, okay, go ahead and you're stuck and you need to move. You know, you need to move. And these were good people that paid the bills and didn't have any issues and did good jobs and all my years. The problem was they couldn't sell their house for what they owed us. They owed more than it was worth. So for them, they were a good credit and all this. So what we did was we qualified them. Like Jim, that's what Jimmy said. That's how I got mixed in, in the mortgage side of the business was because I needed to figure out how to get these people approved. So I went and got licensed to figure it out so I could understand the mortgage side better. And then by doing that, what we were able to do is to say, okay, these people are qualified to buy another house, even though they still have this existing house. And then what we would do is all these people that were losing their houses because there was a massive you know, crisis with the bank, but these other people were losing their houses. We took them. These are not typical renters. These are homeowners. And what we did was we said, okay, if I can solve your problem, you're losing your house, you're disgraced, you know, all these things in your family, you know, you got a family of four, you're going to have to live in an apartment. Well, they're not apartment dwellers. These are not renters. These are homeowners. So they're screwed. So what we do is we give them a second lease on life. And what I did was I took them and put them in these other people's house that they wanted to sell, that they can't sell because they're saying, yeah, but they needed to buy a new house and they had good credit and all my years. So I took them to the builders. Because the only place that you could create a house was with a builder, because they build new houses. So I took those people to the builder, got them to buy the house with the builder, took these other people losing their house, said, hey, don't be, you know, don't be disgraced and don't be embarrassed. You know, don't tell your family you lost your house. Tell your family, hey, great news, we're moving you off. And then I put a lease option deal together on the house they were going into that said that they get to buy it once the market comes back, whenever that was going to be. We didn't know if it was going to be a year, two, three, five, six, whatever. So we give them a six-year guarantee that you move into this house. By the time it eventually comes back and the value is there, you can buy this house because it was going to take them another three, four, five years just to be able to get credit enough to buy a house, period, because they lost their house. So we had solved their problem, put them into another house so they got to stay in a house with the same type of payment they were used to paying that was okay before they lost their house because the interest only loans you know, blew up and then they had you know, add $700 to their payment and they couldn't afford it. So I put them in the back of the house that they could afford 
with these other people. And then these other people, I got them to move out of their house, let these people live in their house. I did a corporate lease on it. So I was, I was the tenant to them. I was collecting rent to these people, paying it to those people, getting those people to go buy the house of the builder, the builders that were going out of business because they couldn't build any houses. I kept them in business, but then they loved me because I was doing them like Lombardo homes. You know, we were doing 13 homes a month at Lombardo, it, just locally here in Michigan. It doesn't. And Hunter Patty, we were doing seven houses, six, six, six to seven a month with that. And, so we were doing about 20 a month there. And I'm sure that you, you came up with all this just by shooting it off the hip one day, right? Yeah, actually, a guy I worked with at Pulte Homes, I was at Pulte back in those days. Um, he was a young kid, and he went to work for a guy that was doing guaranteed buyout. Well, that guy went belly up, right? He went bankrupt. So he got stuck with working there, and we had a bunch of deals on the books together. So it forced us to figure out how do we keep these deals together because the guarantee buyout deal fell apart. Mm. Like 31 people that were buying these houses we, from me at Pulte and this guarantee buyout guy supposed to buy their existing house and he bails and he goes bankrupt. So what do you do? Holy shit, I got 31 houses here that I've got to put these people into. So what we what we did then, I said, okay, how do we come up with an answer? So I'm yelling at him going, son of a bitch, you got you to make sure that you figure out a way to buy these houses. He's like, we can't. And he's like, Kurt, what do you, what, what do you think? What if, what if they just, I don't know, what if, what if, I know, we rented it to the people losing their houses and, you know, somehow use them. <clears throat> and I said, well, let me think about this. Because the builders were paying a big commission. They were paying 30000 at the time. We ended up doing this nationwide, and we dropped our feet at 20000 per deal. And that's what we did. We sold 4000 across the country in about four years. So, wow. Um, I was literally on the phone, like Jimmy said. Jenny, I was on the phone every day, and I sold about 10 houses a day. So, I literally was fielding calls, and each call was about 45 minutes long. Wow. So, I literally just stack them and I would just call and call and call and talk to these people. They were lined up to do though. I had Mike handling all the property management, but he was dealing with all the people calling in saying, I need a second lease on life. I'm losing my house. I can't move no apartment. I've got, you know, three kids. I got a wife. I got this, I got that. I got a good job. Boom. We moved them into these other properties. So we could, we had people lined up to go in there. And his job was to put them in those. My job was to get every builder, well, not every builder, every market we could get. So we were at 17 states, 21 market doing this program, and we were using the radio ads. That's how I met Mark Z. I took his radio ads. So his radio spots are what I, which we bought and got them really cheap, which was awesome. He had all the best radio spots. Mark knows what he's doing. So we used his radio spots for our program instead. And that's how we did it. So we had to. It was kind of a forced ingenuity. Like, here's what you've got. Here's the problem. How do you solve it? He said, well, here's a way. What do you think? And then every these people, out of the 31 people, we only lost one. Only one person said no. The rest of them were like, hell yeah, let's do it. And it worked out great. See, now, the, the thing the thing that you got to really, really pay attention to here, right, is, you, Kurt, you said you had to do it. And the, and the, the and, and maybe you feel, feel that. But the truth is, is that you did do it, right? It's amazing to me how many realtors during that time just said, I don't know how to handle this market. And then they just folded up business because they, quote, unquote, you know, real estate was dead, right? And then you have somebody like you that sits down and this is exactly what we're talking about. What is the problem and how can you, like you said, Kurt, this is this is why guys like me, Jimmy, and you get excited in these shifting markets. When COVID happened and everybody was shutting their business and, and, I was, and I was working with another team, the first thing I said is this is a huge opportunity for us to figure out how to do something different than everybody else has done. Instead of sh shutting up shop, how do we open up shop? right? Because opportunity is created in times like this. And if you guys understand that, you, you actually become excited about it and invigorated instead of depressed and wondering what's going to happen, right? And that's where people like Kurt come up with idea. Like, that's just genius to me. I love that.
because it's taking, like you said, there's a problem and then you reverse engineered it. You come up with a solution instead of sitting there and saying, well, we have all these homes. I guess we're just going to have to fold like we watched people do. Right, Kurt, you saw people just fold instead of doing that. You went out there and said, there's opportunity and you freaking killed it. And everybody probably looked up to you and just said, you got real lucky. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> we had both. Yeah. And we did. I mean, the, the thing that we weren't afraid to do is we were, you're back against the wall. I'm about to, you know, I'm about to lose 31 contracts. I'm going to, I'm going to be broke. Well, that's not an option. So the question you have to always ask is, okay, what if this, what if this, mm-hmm. what about this? What if this, what if, what if, what if, as long as you're willing to keep doing that, and really play it through and be honest with yourself. You're, you're going to have the opportunity to come up with something and create opportunities for yourself. You're going to come up with solutions if you're looking for them. If you're looking for why it doesn't work, you're going to find why it doesn't work. If you're looking for why it could work, you're going to find how to do it. That's the Too many people are like, well, you can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. We already know what the problem is. Everybody knows your problem. What's the question? Well, how can we do it? How can we? How can, what if this, what if we did this? What if we tried it like that? What if they, what if we offered that? Well, okay, you can't do, stop with the you can't. Why not? Why not? What if we could? And that's where you're going to find Glenn Sanford, right? Way smarter guy than I'll ever be. This guy had a brokerage and had the overheads and the market crashed. That time you're talking about, he couldn't afford to keep the brokerage open. That's how he came up with EXP, a cloud-based brokerage. He saw what other companies in different industries were actually doing, and it wasn't mainstream yet. Some companies were catching on, some of these things were making sense. And he said, well, nobody comes in the damn office anyway anymore, hardly. But what if we didn't have one? What if we just used the title company's offices or the lender's offices? They have them. What if? What if? What if? Would everybody stay? Oh, the agents didn't have a choice. They're all dying. They're like, yeah, we got a key. We got to stay in business. What can we do? He said, great, work from home. I'll set up a computer program and I'll make it work like this because he's a, you know, techie geeky guy. And he created a cloud real estate brokerage, which is now the number one most, one of the largest independent brokerage in the world. Number three overall, all brokerages in the world. Next year, they'll be number one, period. That was the number one last year, the number one in transact any brokerage in the world and had the most listings of any brokerage in the world. If you have the listings, you win. Game over. Yep. All the time. Yep. 13 years, 13 years ago. And it's amazing, it's amazing right? Like the, the, in, the ingenuity of, of uh, like what you did, Kurt, what Glenn did, you know, Z and, and, and the guys that have done this for 20 years, right? Like it's, it's always amazing to like, to like Johnny's point earlier, to look back and go, what did you do when this happened? Right? Like, and we're, we're seeing it again. We're seeing a shift in the market. And Randy is another one, right? They're putting their foot on the gas. They're not, it's not like, oh, I need to, I need to cut back my cost and to cut back my, no, no, no. I'm put, putting gas on the fire, baby. We are pushing this thing forward. Like we are taking market share. We're doing this. We're doing that. And the, and they and that's the the cool thing about being around um, these guys is like watching it happen now. Like because before we were, we were kind of like part of like we were trying to catch up to it. Now we're seeing it from the forefront where it's yes. like no no you put it you put gas on the fire now. Like we're going forward. We're pushing through this thing. And it's like all right, let's go, man. <laughs> so I'm in. Those of you that are listening right now, you have the opportunity to be the next Z's, the next whatever, you know, whatever that icon agent is or team that you love. You have that opportunity because it's during these shifting markets that these guys sat down and said, how do I create something that's going to be larger than I ever ever could be? They sat down and came up with a plan. And they followed through with that, and they worked harder than all the other agents. And as agents got out of the business, they worked harder than the agents that stayed in the business, and then they took the business from the agents that got out of the business, and they grew these giant monster companies, right? They became the megas that you look up to. The opportunity that you have 
is happening right before your eyes. Don't sleep on that opportunity. And the biggest advantage that we have, I would say, is, and if you're listening, you have access to Jimmy or I. And if you're listening to this podcast after the fact, you always, of course, have our email. You can email either of us at Free For All Friday, and we can put you in contact with some of these people, right? Whether you're on, on EX, it doesn't matter where you're from. We can always put you in contact with people because that's what we're here to do, make connections and help people out, right? We have a even larger advantage because not only can we look back and say, what did you guys do last time? Like, you know, Kurt, what, what did you do last time? And he can tell us and we're like, wow, that's amazing. But we also have the opportunity to say, what are we going, what are you doing in the future? Like, what is it that you're looking at now? 